Welcome to Spirit Talk Radio. My name is Angel and I am your host. I would like to extend to you this invitation to join me today on a journey of exploration, discovery, and clarity with one of the many guests from the community who is committed to helping us all on our journey of spiritual transformation. Enjoy the show and be prepared to ask questions if you have them. Looking forward to seeing you today, tomorrow, and thereafter. Enjoy. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Spirit Talk Radio. This is Angel Thacker. I'm so excited to be here today. I always love it when I get guests from all over the world and the international guests always excite me because <laughs> I, I feel like I'm, I just got on a plane and went somewhere, which is the, a testament to modern society. Our guest today is Susan Heaton Wright. I'm so excited to have you here, Susan. Welcome. Oh, thank you so much for having me. Um, I'm really excited as well. It's always lovely speaking to people all over the world, isn't it? Yes, it is. Yes, it is. And and I think one of the outcomes of um, COVID, you won't say it too loud, is this, yeah, we felt alone, but also we've connected. It's like this interesting dichotomy because we are um, so much more connected across the water and across the plains than we were before because we had to be because we had to be virtual to connect even with our families and stuff we had to get on conference calls just to exist and so here we are I love it it's amazing isn't it yes it is it's amazing absolutely amazing so I was talking to Susan before we started and we were just kind of getting our heads together and we bonded so lovely because we have a lot of similarities in our background and I, I have so many questions I want to ask. So I thought it'd be good before I start bombarding you with questions, you can introduce yourself to everybody and tell us a little bit about yourself. My name's Susan Heaton-Wright and I'm the founder of Superstar Communicator. The company empowers individuals and teams to make an impact, to speak with confidence, credibility, clarity and impact in all business conversations. So it can be anything from a podcast interview like this through to public speaking, pitching, presentations, meetings, difficult conversations, all of those things. And I created the Superstar Communicator methodology and identifying five key areas that I believe are essential to be a good communicator. And who do I work with? I actually work with people all over the world, which is a real honor. And in the last two years or two and a half years, I have worked with people from more than a hundred countries in the world, six continents. I'm desperate to speak um, over in Antarctica virtually, of course. Oh, wow. That's and I've crazy. got my own, <laughs> I, <I'm, laughs> and wow. I've got my own, I've got my own podcast, which is called Superstar Communicator. I hope it's okay I've mentioned that. That's absolutely okay. That's why that's why you're here. And I appreciate the the ask. Um, and I love the Superstar Communicator. And so my question on that would be, how did you come up with that? What brought that, what what gestated that for you? Do you know, um, if I could wind down a little bit. I I used to I formerly was 
a professional opera singer. I was an international opera singer. And I was what? aware. That... <laughs> we I know, I know. Um and I was aware when I performed that there were things going on that you get a lot from the audience. And there was a process that I went through when I was preparing through to the performance side, the voice, all of those things. Of course, rather like when you are an actor and you have a script, there was that element that was already cared for. But quite often I didn't improvise pieces. So the content element I was creating myself. But if I wind back even further, I was one of those kids. I'm a real introvert and I was one of those kids who was really quiet at school and didn't speak up in class. And yet, and, and, and actually my family told me that I shouldn't speak up, I shouldn't show off, I should hide my my talents, you know, uh, one, one of those people and, and when and my talents were never celebrated. So I didn't learn to own that space. That was against what I'd been told to do. And yet further on, I went on to be an opera singer when, and one of the first things I had to learn was, it was okay to take up that space. Wow. It's one thing having an amazing voice, but it's another thing entirely to own that space because believe you me, there are enough elbows that will push you out um, of that space unless you actually own it. And I was really, I am very aware of other people like me that might be absolutely incredible at their job, but then they're not owning their space or not, they're not presenting the best version of themselves. And so they're overlooked. We know people like that who might be the best person in the team, but for whatever reason, they're not demonstrating how incredible they are. So true. That, that is so um, such a good insight. And, you know, coming from entertainment and, and you're going to giggle um, <laughs> because every time one of us says something, we learn that we have so much in common. I um, was not an opera singer, but I was I did spend years on stage singing in theater and, oh, um, wow. and in a rock and roll band. That was my. Oh, excellent. Yes. <laughs> and, <laughs> and I hear everything you're saying, um, because when you. There's a there's a courage that you get that you take for granted when you when you've experienced the stage. The hardest thing in the world for me in my mindset, the hardest thing in the world is standing up on stage, singing in front of people. Everything else is easy. <laughs> you know, once I, once I did that, it's like somebody would say, Hey, let's go do blah, blah, blah. Or let's go present in front of yada, yada. I'm like, okay, do you have any notes? Nope. Okay. Well, let's go do it. It's so easy. Yeah. But for the rest of the world, it's not, is it? The common person struggles with that stuff. Right. Absolutely. And because I've been through that particular journey myself, it wasn't natural to me. Therefore, I've had to analyze that. I've had to work out what worked for me. And you know, as well as I do, that there are certain techniques within the theater that yeah. we use for um, certainly for rehearsal, but also for managing fear. Yes. And I've since done some work on um, on neuroscience 
and that has confirmed some of the techniques that I was doing, which is really, really interesting. So what made you, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm listening to your story and I'm thinking about this path and you've done this and you've done this, and then you decided to, you know, go into studying this, the neuroscience. And for me, as a, as a metaphysician, I'm like, you know, the divine's just setting you up for what you've been put here to do, right? How, what made you decide as you took each step? What was guiding you in, in, in your, you know, in your heart? You, you know, that's a really good question because at the time you don't necessarily realize that that's what's happened. So what, with regards to the a whole situation of being overlooked and being aware of other people that are overlooked. I remember as a 17 year old now in the United Kingdom, that's a time when you are working out what you're going to do after you leave school, probably similar in the United States. And you would you might apply for university. And I was at a very academic selective girls school and I knew more or less the grades that I want that I was going to get based on my previous exams. But my teacher would not allow me to apply to university. She said, you're not bright enough. And I know. And I found out later that, in fact, my predicted grades were two grades lower for each subject than what I actually got. So there was something, it, even though I had got the grades in my mock exams, they had a question mark next to my credibility. And I'm, I, you know, I can look back and say, you know what, that's because I didn't demonstrate confidence and gave them reassurance that I would get those grades. Yeah, no. you know, yeah, um, I could be sulky about that. But this is in retrospect, and the impact that possibly that could have made on my life. Well, as it happened, I'm being very naughty here. I actually found an application form that happened to be <laughs> on a desk when nobody was there. Snatched the application off of the desk. Snatched it. Snatched it. <laughs> Naughty girl. <laughs> Naughty girl. And I filled it in myself and I banged on the door of the headmistress, who was a formidable, very successful woman. And I knew when I asked, I could see a glint in her eye. And she said, Of course, Susan. And within two, and she I don't know what she wrote in that application because there had to be something from the school. But within two weeks, I was getting interview requests to top universities. And I ended up in a top 100 university of the world. Wow. Had I not done that, my life would have been very different. But maybe <laughs> the message now is that because I didn't demonstrate my credibility, I personally could have gone down a different route. Could have gone down a different route. So the name of your books should be, It Pays to Be Naughty? <laughs> <laughs> it pays to nick a UK <laughs> <That's good>. form. 
I love that story because the other thing that I'm getting is that you refuse to accept this, this title that they've stamped on you. You refuse Absolutely. to just sit back and just accept it. And that for me is like, that's a powerful message. Yes. A very powerful message. So podcasting, <laughs> let's talk about podcasting on the podcast. That's kind of funny, right? On the um, podcast. So we're both, we're both awesome podcasters. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Aren't we? You are. Yes, we are. And we've been doing it for a while. Um, I've been doing it. Um, I did my first one in February 2014 and I remember the moment you remember I remember the moment <laughs> I pressed the button and I had been procrastinating for a few months and I think it was the tech side everyone listening back in 2014 back in the dark ages yeah back in the dark ages it was very really quite complicated to do podcasts compared with now it was, you know, yeah, I look at it now and I think we were teasing like these guys today got it easy because do you remember what it was like to distribute your podcast? You, 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 were, you did your podcast and you had to go out and get it listed over here and over there. And now it's just like click a button and the platforms just stick it out all over the place. And it's on Apple and it's this, that, and the other. I remember how hard you had to contact them. You had to write them. You oh, had to yeah. send them samples. It you had to... <laughs> Yeah, everybody listening that's starting a podcast now, you don't know how easy it is. And it was that procrastination. I'm sure you get get it completely. Yes. It yes. was oh. However, I knew that podcasting would be a really, really good vehicle for me. I already blogged and there had been something, I don't know if it was in the United States, I'm sure it was called audio fm and you could yeah yeah <laughs> you could do sort wow. of yeah yeah back <laughs> oh my goodness <laughs> and you could do sort of five minute things on your phone and i realized how how that could really um enhance what i did because it was the voice it was the spoken word in a way that blogs didn't have and yes i i i still blog and all of those things but it it was using that human connection and there's something about the human voice that connects us as human beings that the written word doesn't do unless you are an absolutely superb writer yeah and, but the thing is that I that I'm getting as you're talking is that you have this message of making people connect powerfully and and be that the real them. Yes. Um, and it's so much easier to to hear that and see that when engaging with you versus looking at a blog. Absolutely, and I'm not sure. I I am not sure if. This was written down as a transcription, whether that would necessarily come across, even if that was the best editor in the world. Yeah. And no, I think, right. and I, I feel that the written word is powerful. That, and please don't think that I don't think that's the case, but it is two dimensional, whereas the voice and with video as well, 
it's three-dimensional it is and i also like you know you can feel and hear a person's heart yes that's my favorite part and people get passionate about the thing that they do it just it lights me up and um like even this journey that I'm on right now where I'm talking to all these different people, I've, I've communicated with some of them on Facebook and we like communicate and it's like, oh, she's neat. Oh, she's cool. Or he's neat. He's cool. But then when you do this, it's like you see a whole nother side of them because you see the real person and you see their heart. Yes, definitely. Which is really cool. I want to hear about your first podcast. Oh. I want to hear about the first one because... I, I remember what it was like for me, and it, and it tickles me wondering, for people who have been podcasting this long, that first time when you turn on the thing and you're literally like the guy in the movie who's stranded on the radio and he's trying to find out if anybody's there, right? <laughs> you know, I, you probably think that I cheated, but I actually wrote a script and read it as a script because I was so nervous. <laughs> Oh, so and it cool. sounds like I, yeah, I put some nuances in it, but it wasn't as natural as a speaking now. But I did that and recorded it and then uploaded it and then pressed the button. Oh, gosh. And then had to wait for iTunes and all of that stuff. It's, it's so um, interesting because, you know, you started off before pod, when podcasting was just getting started. Now everybody podcasts. The, the news, that's my favorite part. You, you watch the football game. You watch the after show. You watch the, the, the sports channel weekly debrief. And then they're like, if you want some more information, come to our podcast. And part of me is like, what else is there for you to say? But we all go running and listen. <laughs> Absolutely. I, I don't know if you have this with certain real, really cult-like television programs. So. Yes. Over here in the United Kingdom, we had, um, what's it called, Line of Duty, mm. which was, you know, it was real event TV that everybody would be waiting for the next episode. And then straight afterwards, one of the previous baddies had a podcast and everybody went straight on to that. <laughs> we did the same thing here with the talk, with The Walking Dead. So we had the Walking Dead, and after the Walking Dead, they, we had the Talking Dead. So it was like <laughs> a, a show on on TV where it was like a talk show, and the guests would come and blah blah blah. And then after Talking Kid, they would do a a podcast. Brilliant! I know brilliant. it is really brilliant, and to me, and it, it it just hooked us even more into oh. our cultish <laughs> following. Like oh. What is he going to say when the guy died? Oh, is he going to be on the show? I want to hear what he has to say, you know. And <laughs> and we're so we we are so hooked. They threw the worm on the thing and threw it out in the water, and they got us. We are so hooked. And every show has a podcast. Every personality, every actor, every everybody has a podcast. And I knew it was going to take. I have a marketing background. I knew it was going to take, but I had no idea. It was going to become like the cornerstone of society. Podcasting is so important now. Yeah, definitely. You you um, mentor and work with people. Do you bring that into the conversation? And when you when you work with somebody, it's like, okay, you have you know you got to bring podcasting into your brand. Yeah, um, I I am not um, a marketeer 
like you I'm, I'm that's not my background however with some people i have encouraged them to do a podcast but definitely um encourage people to be a podcast guest as part of their um their strategy and not just podcasting doing some live streams as well so i know this is a, a live stream as well so um i agree with you 100 percent I agree with you because you have to be present. And that's so um, natural to say, especially coming from the stage. But a lot of people, um, I've had people where you had to literally have had to like drag them. They're like, I don't need to do that. I'm just going to just, people get me. They will get me. I've got my little booklet and I'm going to do little workshops. And, you know, and you like, how's that working for you? You, you people need to connect they need to feel you and then you need times at bat another cool thing about podcasts for me is like how many times do you have to do a weekly workshop when you could just do a podcast and reach more people and get more times up to bat to present your process and that, oh definitely that's the key and so you told me why you told me how you got started now the interesting thing for me is like when you first started, what was the what was the subject? What was the purpose of your podcast as compared to what it is now? Oh, now that is a really, really good question because the first one that I did, looking back on it, I was talking about what I do, why I did it, but there was much more emphasis on the voice. It was a cup and 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 at the time. I thought other people saw me as a vocal coach, but we know as performers that the voice and body language go together really well, as does preparation, managing the fear. Then going back one step, the content and the why and who the purpose, who you're speaking to. And I've gone through the sort of five stages of the of superstar communicator backwards so it, it if you were to listen for right from the very beginning you will see that a light bulb moment went with me but as i realized that i needed to make sure i emphasized other areas of what i do so that people really understood that and they could take away some really really good tips from that I love that. I love that. And um, how does how how do you work with people? So I reach out to you uh, for consult. What is what is it that you do in terms of the technique? In terms of you're going to work with me? How do you determine I'm a good fit? And yes, that, what, what I mean, that's that's a very very good point. I would hate it. it it's just not part of my conscience if I was working with somebody that I didn't feel that I could really support them to be a superstar communicator, that's, it's up to every individual, I'm not going to point fingers, but that doesn't fit with my, my um, values. I normally what I normally arrange to have a one to one virtual call, first of all. And then um, I suggest what might work best. 
So it might be that for some people going through a program would be the best thing and they could work on either their personal brand um, with communication, with their spoken communication, building up their speaking presentations, perhaps doing podcast guesting, um, live streams, doing videos, that sort of thing. Or it might be that somebody wants to work on a specific speech that they're going to be delivering. Or perhaps if I think of one client that I've worked with recently, she was on the panel of a couple of very high profile um, within her industry um, conferences. So wanted to make sure that she really nailed it. And she was the youngest, the other, she was looking around saying, oh my goodness, they're 20 years old. And I said, goodness me, you're there because you've got something valuable to say. And people want to hear people from different age groups, different backgrounds, and you're there because you've got some gold to share. Um, and then when I work with people, I ask them to complete a confidential survey beforehand, um, which I don't share with anybody else. And it's deleted afterwards, I reassure them that. And quite often they open up about a situation where they freaked out. Perhaps they forgot the words or people booed at them or people were derogatory about their content or um, what they said in a meeting. You, you know that quite often there are things like that. But I also ask what works well and People say to me later on, I found that really useful because I was focused on the negative, but in fact, there are already things I'm doing really well. So from that, I'm able to gain a lot of in information. That's so good. I, I, oh, I, I don't to interrupt you. I, I, was, I, was, I wanted to make sure I tapped on this because I, I wanted you to, to, to dig at it a little more. Um, there's always something in the past that seems to stand in the way right? So in your process, so now you've discovered it. I opened up with you in our call or I did the survey and somehow I opened up. Do you have technologies to help people release that stuff, to get through it, to break the bondage, so to speak, of this traumatic whatever thing happened? Now, I, I am the first person to say that I'm not a counselor. I'm not a psychiatrist. I'm not a psychologist. And I know pretty certain we can sense pretty quickly if it's something that requires medical intervention. Very nice. And I will I would say straight away, I believe that there's that that you need to go to somebody else who specializes in trauma. Now I should hand hold my hand up and say that I've suffered from post-traumatic shock disorder very, very badly from some traumatic events. And so I can normally sense if, if and it, having said that, it has never happened, but I would always reassure people if it was something that was re, that, that despite all of the techniques that I have available, that there was still a blockage, I would recommend them. I can think of a couple of people that I would recommend those that individual too, who is professionally trained at master's level. I love that. You know, I don't hear that enough. Um, 
you know, real talk, there's a lot of people out there in this whole transformational speaker workshop coach world, especially after after uh, the pandemic, people just started doing it. And there's a danger, right? When you 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 start knocking on the door of people's inner psyche and you hit stuff, it's you have to have some skills. It's not as simple mm -hmm. as, well, I'm just gonna, we're just gonna work it out. And sometimes you can further traumatize people. Absolutely. And we do have a responsibility, particularly when somebody has opened up. I agree. That is that is so important. And I, you know, I hope people are listening to that because a, a responsible practitioner will say that, you know, it'll be in their in their literature, it'll they'll say it to you when you talk to you. And, you know, there's places we can refer you to that, that I feel very passionate about that because I, I've, I've run into people um, that have have issues and and I have um, on call. I know a couple of, of therapists and psychologists and I'm like, here, go talk to this person. You'll be you'll be you'll benefit from it. Uh, versus yeah. trying to wrestle with them and not know I, I compare it to this is a very dramatic comparison but I compare it to somebody being demonically possessed and you do an exorcism you have no idea what you're doing yeah yeah and it's you know you have to be responsible I love that my goodness so you talked about um managing your own trauma and your own stuff did you go to someone or did you find ways to get through it yourself um, it, it was significant. And in fact, I, um, I had a consultant who was one of the leading people um, for post-traumatic shock disorder, because, you know, in the early 90s, back in the day again, um, people, <laughs> people, st <laughs> people so still thought that it was veterans of war that had it, but not... The general public certainly not women we're not allowed we're not, not allowed to have that but um so i had a consultant and i had a a, a psychotherapist who reported back to him so because it was quite serious and um yeah that is so, so i'm very aware of Way. I was going to say, it's so beautiful that you're so transparent about that, because a lot of people wouldn't be. But if if I was like, I really want to do this, but I'm afraid, and I heard and felt your transparent conversation, I'm like, I could trust this person with my Thank darkest you. secrets, because that's, if you know, it's it's hard. It's easy to say, you know, I lost weight, I've been through it too, or, you know, I was in a car accident, I've been through it too, but when you're talking about this deep soul-wrenching psyche stuff not everybody's willing to just open no. up and say hey this is what happened and if I can point out everybody is in post-traumatic stress syndrome right now we don't want to admit yes. it that we've got a planet full of tra traumatized folks because of the pandemic but that's where we are right now right yeah I think you're right yes and so what do we and they all want to how, how is it um they all want to be impactful that's what I'm finding. Everybody wants to do something to impact society, but they're all like broken. So it's like, as you learn how to do stuff, you got to go through this, this wall of, of pain in your soul. 
and you talk about the superstar communicator. Why superstar? It seemed like the right thing, you know. <laughs> this is, yeah. I, I don't episode. mean, you know, jazz hands. Jazz hands. Jazz hands. And you know that there are there are people that are competitors of, of mine that are jazz hands. Yes, yes, yes. But in fact, not everybody is like that. I'm not like that. But it doesn't mean to say that I'm any less impactful than <laughs> me. Yes, very, very beautiful, very stunning, all flash. And sometimes the people who aren't that are the best coaches because they've had to go through the stuff. And what is it they say in AA? I had a um, friend of mine that took me through it where the guy gets stuck in the hole and he's trying to get out of the hole and people walk by and try to help him. And the one guy jumps in the hole and he says, how are we going to get out of this hole? He says, I'm going to get you out because I've been here before and I know how to get out. Yeah. And I love that story because when you've been through some stuff and you got out successfully, you are the best coach because you know your way through a maze. You've been there. Yeah. You survived. And you know what? You can do it as well. I love it. So you've been in the podcast world when the podcast world was like we were lighting fires with stones, right? So now where do you see, how do you see podcasting and in, in, in your engagement with podcasting? How is how how are you evolving as a podcaster today? What I'm doing far more is that I'm doing as them as live streams and then repurposing them as podcasts. And obviously I um, repurpose, so make it into a blog as well, some top tips, that sort of thing, so that there are a number of different ways that people can gain the content, gain the knowledge, not just when, because sometimes I do it myself as a masterclass or ask Susan so people send in questions on a topic um, or I have an expert. So recently, if I think of some of the people that I've had recently, I've had um, a doctor of psychology talking about hands and how we use our hands and gestures wow. um, in. And I didn't know that little <laughs> kid, you, you know, I was oh, you, when you can you come back on again? I know. <laughs> I've, been there. I've been there. You're like, oh, my goodness, I need to bring you back. Yes. Yes. <laughs> well, every, well, this is the thing. If it's live stream, people ask questions. So there's engagement. And he said that little kids don't read facial expressions until about the age of seven. And it makes sense because they're right down down there and they're looking up but they can see your hands movements but they can't necessarily see i mean because hey. they're way down there you so know hey and he also said that um wearing masks during covid that actually that we learned to use our eyes much yes. more yes but the fate, yeah oh it, he was great so that the, sounds great the, I'm going to have to look that one up. I'm going to look at your podcast and find that one. <laughs> yeah. and, and another one was on, um, you know, managing microaggressions. So that's very much part of communication. And I, and I had 
um, Jo Woodward, and she's a transgender woman. So she's she's very, very sensitive to everybody. She's very much saying that everybody's welcome. We live in a world where everybody should be welcome, which is great rather than being political one way. And she's, she, we talked about the impact of some of those little, little niggly comments that people make and how that could exclude somebody. And I feel as leaders, that's a very, very important thing to be aware of, both if we're doing it or a team member. Right. It's a big, that's a big um, topic in corporate America right now. It's is it the huge topic in corporate america you've got diversity equity and inclusion and then you've got the microaggressions which is part of inclusion and we do these things um you know i had to take a course in my job actually and the things that um came up I'm like wow and then you not only do you look at what people are doing around you you're looking at what you do that yeah. people that you didn't even realize you did yeah and I, I, I feel that if that we should acknowledge what we do, try to forgive other people the first couple of times, but if it continues, you know, then, mm. then you, you really do have to tell them, particularly if there's been training already. So what are your favorite types of guests? Oh, do you know, every guest is brilliant. Every what, guest, that's one, a good answer. That's a good answer, I like that. <laughs> I'm being very, very diplomatic. One, I like one, that. One, there are two guests, I, I'm being honest here, just between you and me, that they, <laughs> <laughs> that they sold, they were selling stuff all the way through. They were, you know, setting it up and then the sale. You could see the NLP stuff all going about on. The pitch. <laughs> all about the pitch. All girl. about the pitch, baby. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and I didn't use those podcasts. Well, that that's a skill too. Um, and I, I run into that in in my um podcast men mentoring process where you know there's a fine line between um, getting your information out there so people will reach out to you and pitching the whole time. Yes. Because we get pitched every day. Yes. Commercials, you got the billboards, commercials on the radio, you watch YouTube, they throw commercials at you. Everything we do is surrounded by commercials. You got this one opportunity to get your information out there. So the trick is to learn how to do that. Versus just like, yo, hey, 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 this is my thing, you know, then we're that used car salesman, hey, hey, hey. And people don't like that very much, do they? No, they don't. They don't like feeling they're being sold to. They want to hear about you. They want to hear and they want to see if there are any takeaways that they can have that they could try out. And perhaps, you know sign up for the newsletter or arrange a chat or things like to have a chat those sorts of things yeah yeah and that's not, hard that's and that's i've hard. got i've got a five thousand pound program but it's it's discounted today <laughs> i have a feeling you've heard that one before <laughs> have, you, have you it is it's crazy though you know i um, with new age spirit radio we deal with 
all areas of transformation, including metaphysics and spirituality. So I get a lot of psychics and, and healers uh, that come on and their favorite thing to do is to be on the air and let people ask questions, which is cool, but it doesn't. So it's just like we spend an hour doing readings and then nobody calls you or anything because you've given them everything. So it's like there's a fine line between giving too much and pitching. Yes. And so when you work with people in your your super your superstar communicator, do you talk about that? I have done, yes. Um certainly I believe that when you go on as a guest, you should be there to inspire and provide information and have a great conversation with the podcaster. Yeah. It it's about engaging in that conversation and an outcome might be that somebody reaches out to you but if like you're if like the only thing you're thinking of is i'm gonna get a seven figure <laughs> yeah bring it on seven, seven figure sales as a result of being on three podcasts good luck yeah the, the thing that's hard to get for me to get people to get originally is it's not about getting that seven figures right it's about getting in front of people and sometimes yes. it might take 15 podcasts yes with every podcast you're getting yourself out there yes and then the way the world is today lucky us is that these these platforms automatically distribute to all these different so so it's not even about people hearing you today it's about somebody hearing you next month, next week, next six months from now. I mean, I have my podcast sitting on the platform um, from my very first podcast. And when they start to, you know how you only have so much memory, when they start to fall off, I, re I repost them. Oh, do them. you? That's yeah. a good idea. I, do. I repost them. I have a story I'll share with you because you'll probably appreciate it. In the world of um, when I first got started, I did these little live streams and they, I had no, no consistent message because like, hey, everybody, how you doing? Clock, clock, clock. You know, today we're going to talk about this and hey, we're going to do this. And there's this comedian, this famous comedian on, on Instagram that would follow people. And he had an interesting technique. And one of the things he would do is he came to a town. He, if he would follow you back, if you followed him and it, he would, if he was coming to your town, he would send you free tickets to his show. Wow. Yes, that was how he marketed himself. And so he sent me free tickets. He said, Can you would you and your husband uh, like to come to my show? And I said, Yeah. Would you like to be a guest on my podcast? And he said, Yes, because he's all about he was all about marketing. And um I had this guy on my podcast and we had the most amazing time and I posted, you know, I post about that podcast all the time as part of my story. And now he's like huge. He was just starting to break and now he's huge. And I got to interview him kind of at the start of his career. And I never thought I would, that that guy would say yes. And so when I talk to people, it's like, don't be afraid. Everybody wants to be on a podcast today. Everybody, because everybody's marketing their stuff. Yeah. And so don't be afraid to ask, what's the worst that could happen? They'll say, no, I'm busy or whatever. And I'm like, fine. Okay. Fine. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't mean anything. They're not saying, 
I'm not going to be on the podcast with you because you suck. That's not what they're saying. <laughs> and that's, I, I think that's the years of, of being told no. I think the entertainment industry is like one of the worst industries for your ego. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> you know more than you hear anything else. <laughs> so I'm conditioned to no. <laughs> uh, but that's my favorite story to tell. That's what amazing. Is, thank you. What's your favorite story to tell? One of my favorite stories is um, a lovely guy called Joe McCormack. And he wrote two books. One of them is called Brief. And the other one is called Noise. And he has built a whole idea of speaking briefly to make more impact. And I read his book, yeah, and I reached out to him and asked him if he would come on my podcast, which he did. And, and he sent me the book and he sent me the new book and I, pod, I interviewed him again. But so many people that I have, say if I've done a workshop or things like that, I always mention him. Um, whenever I include anything from other people, I acknowledge them Make um, and I've done the research on them. I'm not just quoting stuff that I've heard third, third party. Anyway, one person then went and tried to connect with him on LinkedIn. And Joe said, any friend of Susan's is a friend of mine. Wow. <laughs> How, I mean, you know, just wonderful. And I, I think he realized that I do acknowledge his work when I'm mentioning that, which is as it should be. That's a really good story. That's a really good story. I love that. It's brilliant, isn't it? That's a really good story. <laughs> and it, and it's, um, I love how you talk about your podcasting. Or do you play on YouTube? Yes. How do you, what do you do on YouTube? Is it different or is it just kind of the same? Or how do you? How well, do you... I, I'm a little bit lazy in that um, everything is hosted on Libsyn. So it gets connected to you, YouTube as a sound file. But in fact, excuse me, in the last few months, because I've been live streaming, it goes as a live stream coming up rather like yours does as well. So I've got both of those presents, which is great. I love that. I love that. You know, because I, you know, people, some people look at YouTube. That's what they do exactly. all, all day. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so 2023 is coming. Susan, where do you, how do you see, or what do you, what are you wishing in terms of the, the evolution going into the new year? Oh, I'm still reflecting on what I'm going to do this this coming year. I'm going to organize things so I have some more awesome guests. Um, I've already got, you know, people are like you are pitching to me all the time. And I would say to anybody respectfully that I'm not wanting to interview coaches, but experts like Joe McCormack, like Dr. Paddy um, Ross, real experts on things. I've got, I've, there's one lady who I've got lined up who I'm going to, um, who specializes in listening, for example. Couldn't we use a dose of that? 
<laughs> and, and, and to to really have things like that that are interesting for me but i know that they will be of huge value to my community which is what it's about <clears throat> that's beautiful i love that i i think that um as i as i look at 2023 and see people looking for answers to hear you say that it's about the expert and what I'm hearing is just because you're a coach doesn't mean you're not an expert, but what are you an expert at <laughs> okay. yes. versus just another guy that says, I'm going to, or gal, that I'm going to just coach you. I'm like, well, what are you going to coach me on? Well, I, I was on a webinar last week about, about being a podcast guest. And they said that you should go in with the mindset that the podcaster will book you to coach them. Ooh, I like that. <laughs> but that's an interesting one. Watch out for that one. I know. I'm. I'm I gotta. I gotta be careful. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yes. Yeah, so quite interesting, isn't it? No, yeah. but it's true because based on what you're telling me, there's probably a lot of podcasters that that could really use your guidance. Yes, but I. I. I I would agree with you. However, I wouldn't ever go in with the idea of I'm going to sell to this. It's very podcast. aggressive, right? It's kind of aggressive. You know, there's, there's, something, there's something very aggressive. Whereas yeah. if I'm a friend like with Joe, um, you know, I know that I could contact him and ask him a bit of advice. And I'd like to hope that with the other, it would work the other way around. And I still keep in contact with a few of the guests, which is fantastic. Building your, your network. Your, yeah. your tribe, your tribe of of, 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 of of real experts, people that I really respect for their knowledge. Do you get to travel? Do you have you in your in your process that you uh, engage in? Um, I travel in the United Kingdom and I'm over in Dubai again in March. Might be quite cool to do a podcast from there, actually. That would be cool. That Dubai. would be really, really good, wouldn't it? Yes. Write that down. Make sure you do that. <laughs> because I think that um, there's a lot to be said about this virtual process that's very respectable, but there's also a lot to be said about in person, you know? Oh, definitely. I do you know I, I am a, a, an international speaker and it I only went back in the room earlier this year as a speaker after all after two years. And honestly, I was really nervous beforehand because it would I just unlearned that. And I have to say that the people in the audience were nervous. They were back in the room for the first time in the audience. So there was this and there was, but, but it worked and it was wonderful. And we got loads of selfies at the end and, you know, just celebrating oh the joy goodness. of being back in the room. Oh my goodness. You know, I um, remember um, I worked, I work in fitness and, you know, I work at a, um, and I'm in a uh, gym. And I remember first going into the gym after, you know, they allowed us to, and how weird it was for people. And I'm a hugger. I'm the one that loves to hug people. And I remember having these, these moments, these awkward standing across from people as the conversation's coming to a close. When in the past, I was like, it's so good to see you, hug, hug. And now you're like, I'm not supposed to touch you. Okay. <laughs> 
don't know how to end this. And then you, you know, I, I, I have um, the smile, right? Everybody's like, you have such a great smile. And my smile is my, my moniker. It's what I do. And then I have wearing a mask. And I love how you point out the eyes because I learned to be very expressive with yes. the eyes so that people could feel what I was, what I was doing. And so now what I'm struggling with is calming my eyes down. <laughs> Although online, it is really good to have those, you know, those eyes. The punchy eyes, like, ah. <laughs> so funny how we are, like, evolving through this whole, through this whole process. So, oh, gosh, time flies when we're having fun. We only have a little bit of time left. So I want to give you the opportunity to answer my, 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 um, my final questions here, because I always ask questions that kind of help people really see who you are and what you're what you're here to do. And, and if you had one thing that you could leave for people to get from you today, what would that yeah. be? That would be that everybody is able to make an impact. Everybody is able to be a superstar communicator. You might not communicate like me because i'm unique and you're unique but it's finding the way that you can shine i love that i love that like the like the like the little happy sun that kids draw and the little happy one with the little yes. lines that come out everybody has the opportunity to be that little happy sun. absolutely and something i'm sure you're aware of this as well that there are some people that train in presentation skills or public speaking skills and it's you do as I do yes. this is how you do it obviously the framework I have is there but essentially it's working with the individual to be the best they can be not an imitation of me I love that that is beautiful because everybody's recreating their like little mini me's Yes. Take my course and you're going to be like this. And I don't want everybody to be like me. No. I want you to be you. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. I always, I always tease people and say, if everybody was the same, what a boring world that would be. <laughs> For like 15 minutes, you'd be in paradise. Like, yes, we all agree. We all wear the same clothes. I don't have to argue with you. But after 15 minutes, you'd be like, <sighs> <laughs> No, nobody needs that. Nobody needs it. What do you, um, what do you plan to do when we're all free of this? Are you going to do more traveling? Do you think? Are you going to move, uh, transfer from a podcast to television or anything like that? Do you have anything like that in in the back of your mind? Do you know? I've never thought of television. I don't think I've got the face for television. Uh <laughs> Oh I was gosh. actually, so I much actually honestly, I, I'm not used to having somebody so honest about life. It's beautiful. I love I it. I actually had a a review when I was a singer, and this man said she has the voice for radio. <laughs> <laughs> wow, what a jerk <laughs> i know a backhanded compliment thanks mate it is. it's like it's like a compliment with a with a knife it's like you're yeah. so great you know <laughs> people can yeah. be so cruel and and 
it's not cool. That's what causes some of the trauma with people. And like people have to learn how to let it slide. Just like that's just that guy. And it's his issues. It's not you. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I wonder why he was a um reviewer. So he could stab <laughs> yeah. at everybody that gave Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it's my power. But uh I haven't I have no thoughts about radio. I mean, in a way, live streaming is is like TV, isn't it? Yes, it so, is. So you, you know, exploring that a little bit more, definitely more face to face. I'm flagging up that I'm happy to be in the room. And I've I've got quite a few bookings for speeches coming up in the next quarter face to face. I love that. Um, yeah, which which is wonderful. Um in the UAE as well as the United Kingdom. We gotta get you out here. I would love it, but you know, but you know, I'd have to have a green card. Oh, we got to get you a green card. We got to put stuff into action, um, <laughs> and you have a you have a message that needs to be heard. Oh, you thank really you. Do. You have a message that needs to be heard to come in, just you know, just for just for a weekend and or maybe four or five days, so I can show you around after it's over and we could be giggling girls <laughs> <laughs> i can see that happening oh my god a mess a mess <laughs> how can people get in touch with you if they wanted to um connect and 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 have a consult with you to see you know what you can do for them oh well uh, my website is superstarcommunicator.com and um you can book if you go into connect contact there is a booking form that you can do to book a call with me to have a chat um remember i'm based in the united kingdom so um i make sure that there are a couple of times late in my day so i can connect with people also at the top of my website i've got a top tips for um presenting and if you click that, there is a checklist of things for you to do. If you want to grab that, I'd be delighted for people to grab that and have some takeaway that you can go away and think about and be even better at presenting yourselves. So a lovely free gift for visitors to, to, to gleam as they connect with you. And I think that's really brilliant because people need tips they do people need tips for their toolbox as i like to say absolutely this has been so much fun i've enjoyed oh. talking to you and i'm i'm like going into trauma because i'm gonna have to hang up because our conversation's over so we have to promise to stay in touch because i've really definitely um what what's the final thing for you to say as we say goodbye to everybody here on spirit talk radio thank you so much for listening Please go away, be inspired to be the best version of yourselves because you're awesome. Oh, that's beautiful. Thank you so much for taking the time to be with us today, Susan. Thank you, everybody, for listening. This is Angel signing off. Have a fabulous day. Bye-bye. Oh. They got jazz hands. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. <laughs> <laughs>
Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.